This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at Messy.fm. Hey, welcome to the second episode of House of Blurds. Um, we are your hosts, Nicole. And Armani. What's up, guys? So welcome back. Um, thank you for joining us. If you listen to our first episode, thank you. Um, it was extremely raw. So if you sat through that, we definitely appreciate it. Um, we definitely appreciate you taking time to check out the blog. Um, leave some comments. Let us know what you like, what you think about it, the stuff that you see on there. Um, yeah, we're going to just jump right into it. We got a full pack lineup for you this week. Yes, we actually took the time to make an itinerary this time. <laughs> yes, as opposed to just trying to wing it because we did not want to do that again. So, you know, we do have some, some really great topics to talk about. So we'll jump right in. Um, first thing we wanted to, to talk about on, to talk about, um, has been a pretty interesting discussion I've seen going on in the Twitter sphere um, and the discussion of obviously female-led comics are becoming more, comic books are becoming more and more prevalent um, and out there and the why it's important that we give young men these comics. It's it's really important for young men to be able to see female superheroes or... Women know, in power. Yes. Um, there was a time period where, you know, that wasn't the case. You know, guys didn't really see that. Young boys didn't see too many comic books outside of what Wonder Woman maybe you know, there's one or two female superheroes, and they were usually over-sexualized. And... That's issue number one. Um, and usually resigned to being sidekicks and the eye candy or someone to be saved, never really the... The hero. The actual hero, yeah. And that led to a lot of the stereotypes and that men have, um, the issues that women have been fighting against, you know, having to deal with those, oh, that we always need to be saved. And don't get me wrong, you know, there's nothing wrong with those roles in general. I mean, they have their place. Um, it is nice. You know, every woman likes to be treated like a woman or a lady and, you know, be saved all the time. But at the same time, you know, you don't always want to look at like a damsel in distress. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, no, I feel like it's very important for boys to see women in a place of power so they don't grow up being those men that expect women to be submissive and like they have some type of like ownership or immediate dominance over them they don't have so they have respect for women yeah yeah that's that's definitely an issue because a lot of guys out the back and this comes from having 35 years of experience in, you know, dealing with people. Um, been in the dating game and out of the dating game for a while. But, yeah, you do, you know, there are still a lot of guys out there who think, you know, right off the bat that, you know, they're above you or kind of come at you like you're supposed to be subjective to, you know, what they want and what they think. And it's like, okay, bro, calm down. 
you know, it's not the way it should be. Like you don't want, especially since I'm, you know, raising two young men, you know, I don't ever want them to approach a woman as she's lesser than he is um, by any means. So um, that brings us to a good way to get young men started with having some of that respect, comic books. You know, that's one of the early ways that we introduce, you know, they get introduced to the opposite sex and, you know, things that they're capable of doing or really seeing them, be it comic books, cartoons, what have you. Um, so some good, we got a couple good suggestions uh, of comic books that are, are good ones to give to young men if you are. I mean, I, I feel like if you're probably listening to this podcast, you probably read comic books. So you probably have some ideas, but some of our faves and suggestions uh, definitely would be Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Right off the back. Miss um, Marvel. Uh, Camille Khan edition. You know, that's a perfect one for, especially for young teenage boys, you know, preteens, that, that age group, that middle school age group, just because it also deals with things, middle schoolers and high schools, and you know, that teenage group deal with, in addition to, you know, a young lady trying to, yeah, <laughs> manage <laughs> becoming a superhero um, in North Jersey. But, you know, it also deals with a lot of those friendships, insecurities, the family things that kids deal with. Um, but you do have that that young group of heroes with Camilla Khan and Miles Morales. But from Miss Same as Marvel as opposed to Spider-Man, Miles Morales and Spider-Man, because then you can see it from the from the girls' point of point of view dealing with it. Um, yeah, a good coming of age comic. For sure. And she's definitely not always, she's definitely not that damsel in distress. For sure. So that's that's a, that's a good one. Um, kind of going back to Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Um, that is one of my favorites just because Moon Girl, a.k.a. Lunella, is so damn smart. Um, she's a genius. She might be like the smartest person in the MCU at this point. Wasn't she? Was it her or was it Riri Williams? I think I think she's listed or ranked at this point as like the smartest person in the MCU. So, you know, it's just the that comic book period should just be given to kids, boys, girls, what have you, you know, to help promote interest in technology and STEM and that is a perfect one to just give to kids in general. Um, but she doesn't take any crap. Um, she's sassy unbelievably smart and she has a pet damn dinosaur so yeah you gotta love that uh, what else was on our list world of wakanda world of wakanda um it's i i like it a lot because we have black panther yeah we see black panther we know so, everything about black panther yeah so getting to see wakanda from the vantage point of the dormelage is such a great Thing to see because it's, it's mostly talking about the women around T'Challa is what it centers on. Um, so that in general, just getting to see Wakanda through the eyes of other people um, and not just T'Challa himself, and see that these you know he wouldn't be shit without these strong women behind him. Like without the Dormelage, without Shuri, without his mom, you know, there's no T'Challa. Point blank. Period. I think most. 
enlightened, you know, smart-minded men would easily say that, you know, behind every great man, there's, you know, strong women, strong women, great women, for sure. So, you know, behind Barack, there was Michelle. Next to Barack, there was Michelle. Not even behind, um, for sure. So, yeah, my president is still black. I don't care if you get mad about that. Um, <laughs> but uh, another one that gets honorable mention, because this was actually suggested by, you know, my 13-year-old son, um, was a comic that he came across during Free Comic Book Day that we picked up. Um, and it's Lady Ex Mechanica, I think is how it's pronounced. Um, it's a cool steampunk period. So it's, it's, that's the period it's set. That's how it's drawn. It's drawn beautifully. Um, I do not remember who the publisher of it is. It's not a Marvel. It's not a DC. Um, it might just be an independent comic, but visually it's, a, it, it looks really great. The artwork is great in it. So if you're into kind of that Victorian time period, steampunk, um, with a, again, a kick-ass chick in it who leads, um, she has like a mechanical arm. She's like been through some things. Um, that's a great one to check out for sure to round out that, that suggesting. So if you're looking for some new comic books, you know, there that if you have not read any of those or have not recently read any of those, definitely grab them, check them out. Even if you need to go back and reread some, those are, or dive back in. If you've, you know, been out of the comic book game for a while. Those are some great places to start to uh, get back in, for sure. So do that. Visit your local, support your local comic book store. Definitely. They definitely need it. Because I've been seeing a lot of comic, comic book stores going out of business. And it's kind of sad. Because, like, everyone wants to download a comic. But there's, there's just a certain raw feeling about actually having a comic in front of you and reading it. I couldn't do strictly digital for comic books. I mean, I... I get the Nook and the Kindle craze and the eBooks, and that's cool because it's it's convenient, you know, having to lug around and move books, especially if you have a lot of books and you have to move. That shit sucks. So I get it. I get the convenience of downloading and doing digital, but comic books, I just I couldn't do strictly. I know some people who just do strictly digital, um, and I could not. I couldn't do strictly digital. I like to be able to own the artwork because. It is art. You know, comic books are art besides just the great stories. Um, there's a lot of really beautiful art in them too. So, but that's me. I'm a little old fashioned that way. Well, um, feel free to, you know, add us. Let us know what you're reading. If you have any more suggestions for some great female like comic books, you know, drop them, drop us a line. Let us know. Share them. We'll definitely share them as well. Any suggestions? I'm always personally looking for for some new comic books to to check out especially independent stuff um if you're trying to get your stuff out there a little bit known yeah we will definitely read it yeah we'll definitely check it out for sure so next up on our agenda is our this week in ratchet tv section so a little tv round up um this has been an interesting week we're going to start off. <laughs> it's been very interesting. So let's let's ease into it. We'll, we'll start with the tame. I guess we shouldn't even really call this Ratchet TV because this is not qualified as Ratchet TV by any means because it's a contest show. But the four. four. So 
if you're not watching the four on Fox, you should be. Um, I think everyone was drained with American Idol. Yeah, I never liked American Idol. That's that's one thing. I never liked American Idol, and I can never get into it. So that should speak to the four, if anything. <laughs> um, yeah, that definitely ran its course. Because um, it was the same kind of, they, they didn't change it up. It was the same people belting out and yelling songs every season. Um, there was no twist. There was nothing that added, really. It was just going on, singing. That was it. Yeah. No, no real, it, it definitely lost its excitement. So, um, I haven't really done any of the other shows. I think, um, the one that's on NBC, the one that had like Christina Aguilera on it for a while. The Voice? The Voice. That one was a decent show. Like was that was, right. that was okay. It, it had its moments. Um, and I'm guessing that's why that's still hanging on there. So that's not terribly bad, but the four kicks up to a whole other notch. So, if you're not familiar with the show, they started off, This we're now in our second season, it started off with four people that were handpicked by, um, now we're down to just having Puffy, Diddy, whatever you want to call him, Mr. Sean Combs, um, DJ Khaled, uh, who else? Who, who's the first one? <laughs> Why can I not remember her name? Now it's escaping Oh, um... Uh, oh, um, about that face, about that face. Yes, no oh, trouble. Um, <laughs> it's not Tiffany. Um, man. Okay, so next time we come with a list of topics, we should probably come with the actual names of the people. It's for it's these like, topics. It's like no, it's not. Oh, so as we revert to to googling, Google. <laughs> um, Megan Trainer. Oh. I didn't even have to Google that one. It just came to me. <laughs> so, um, Megan Trainor. And she, you know what? She's a good host. You don't have that whole Paul Abdul, um, like that uh, difference in, in hosts like they did with, with American Idol. This, this is a good set of judges. I mean, these are three people who damn sure know the business. So they make good coaches and or judges. And it's their host essentially on the stage it's Fergie. Who doesn't love Fergie? Yeah, love Fergie. Um, so it's you got you have four people who legitimately know the music business. So yeah, super entertaining. They picked four people who I guess were rel- relatively you know in the business trying to they're up and coming artists already in their own right. Um, they probably found you know be YouTube, SoundCloud, SoundCloud things like that's that's where the yeah where they picked that starting four lineup at. Um, and then each week people come on and they will sing. And if the judges deem that you are worthy to challenge the four, then they'll put you through and they vote. Initially the votes are anonymous. So you don't know who voted yes and who voted no, but you have to get three. Yes. It has to be unanimous in order for the person who's coming on to be able to challenge the four. And man, so this season's, panel of the four lasted the starting four were there for a while we are into what week are we into at this point um we're 11 episodes into season two 11 it doesn't even feel like 11 episodes no it doesn't that's kind of crazy wait 
There's no way. Two seasons. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I take that back. Currently five episodes. There's <laughs> 11 episodes between the two seasons. I take that back. I was about to say, yeah, that's, that's hella wrong. Um, so we're five episodes into season two. Um, and, like, the people that are on there now at this point, you've got... Um, James Graham. James Graham. Who, let's say, and uh, this dude's going to get it right. Like, he, he's already he's already a, a recording artist. He's part of a boy band. Um, he was part of a band, so he was lead singer, but it was very much a pop boy band, and he wanted to break out. But that dude's voice is amazing. I, I've got my bets on him winning this season. Really? I, I, I don't see anybody knocking him out. I can't. It's going to take a lot to knock him out. They'd like, have to bring someone like vocals of Adele. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's going to take a lot. <laughs> <laughs> now, the fact that they mix up the genres. So, we have um, Samaya. Is her name Samaya, the rapper? Is that her name? Um, yeah. Her story is just amazing. First off, she's battling cancer while she's doing this. Um, She's had to fly back or, you know, home one week to go get chemo, come back out, rehearse, go on stage. She had, like, lost her voice one episode. Um, so they had, like, they do the little intro where they're all singing and performing and stuff together. And the doctors had advised her to not perform during the intro, like, to save her voice. Um, they didn't even want her performing at all. But she was going to defend her seat should she have gotten challenged. And she did. And she defended that seat. She came, yeah. She she's in this thing to fight. Um, her rap style is really good. Like she, again, I think everyone like the four that they've picked and like the four the people that are on there at this point, like there's a really good crop of talent, no doubt. Like they're gonna, there's gonna be a future there, for sure. I think this season is better than last season. Yeah, this season actually, I wasn't really into last season, but this season got me. It definitely kicked it up, for sure. Um, one of our original four got dethroned last week um, and got replaced by another young lady um, who can sing her face off. Um, <laughs> I don't remember her name. And I'm sorry, I'm looking at her now. But... Um, so you've got at this point we've got two singers, a rapper, and then we had a rock and roll artist on there. Had he left? Had behind you? <laughs> you missed the episode. Yeah, he got beat. He got beat out. He got replaced. Um, now he had a really great voice, and he just was a really kind of harsh, and he did the the growling thing a lot, which was great. The first two episodes that he was on there. But even I was just like, all right, you got to come with something else. Like, we just, you can't keep just growling at people. Like, I need more to it. Like, even Creed did more, like, the front singer of Creed did a little bit more than growl at people. So, he just wasn't giving me any more than that growl. But he, he had a great voice. He did have a great voice. But I, I, I could see how that was repetitive. Yeah. Because the two performances I did see by him, he was very repetitive. I can see how that gets tiring real fast. So... But he got beat out. But fortunately, it was by another rock and roller. So, you know, rock lives on on the fourth. So it's, you have different genres. It's not all people who are just going to 
sing their faces off and yell at the TV screen. Like you legit got to come with something more than just being able to sing and hit high notes. Like you got to bring the feels with it. And right now, the four that are on there, they bring it um, for sure. But being able to see, and if they get challenged, if you win your challenge, you get to keep your seat. So you can't be challenged again that night. So you're good for the rest of the night. Um, or if the person who challenges you wins and takes a seat, then they're safe for the rest of the night. So um, now the kind of the twist, which helps keep the show even more interesting, is the fact they have a bring back week. So they'll do like vo- viewers choice votes off of, I'm sure it's all mostly Twitter. Who else does anybody vote on anything? Um, and you can vote for who you'd like to see come back. And that's when it really gets kicked up because even last season they had someone who was previously voted off came back. I think Janiya, that happened with her last season. She had got voted off and she got brung back with the bring back vote. Didn't she win? No, she didn't. Javiah, that was her name. Um, No, she didn't win. She was the favorite from the beginning to win. Um, But no, she didn't win. Somebody else won. Don't her name but anyway somebody else won um but of course you get the recording deals you get to be like iheart radio artists um featured artists and stuff like that so you get a nice little boost and a jump start now i'm gonna guess that we're going to hear a single from the winner of last season maybe by the end of this season it's like where's this you know where's the music at unless i've just missed it which i doubt it because they, they would have promoted it on the show by now i would think I feel like that's probably something they're going to like season finale. Yeah, so we'll see. So check out the four. Um, it comes on Fox and it comes on what night does it come on? It comes on Wednesday nights? Wednesday, Wednesday. Wednesday nights on Fox. If we're wrong, just check your local listings. And you can also catch it on Hulu. Yeah, that's where we watch it. <laughs> it's on Hulu. So Hulu's your best friend. If for sure. So check out the four. That's um it's definitely a good one to catch if if you don't have anything going on, on Wednesday nights. So or even if you do, just catch it on Hulu. So that's a that's a good one. That's where we're gonna start at. And from there, let's see. So basketball wives. Oh, basketball wives. Um where do we want to start with this? <laughs> How far back? These do we bitches is crazy. Like, and it gets crazier every season, and yet we continue to watch. <laughs> so, I. So last week we saw Tammy throw Evelyn's domestic violence situation up in her face. We didn't. And as I was watching, I was like, "Yo." She's going to watch this back and she's probably going to feel like shit. Like, I don't see how as a woman you could, you know, say that to a, you know, victim or survivor of domestic violence and not watch that back. Even though you were in the heat of the moment, you were severely pissed off, you were angry and you said what you said, like, I can't see her not watching that back and be like, yeah, I probably, probably shouldn't have said that. I mean, she did say that later with Jackie that she's like, you know, I do feel bad about what she said. And, you know, she kind of said, you know, it's because Evelyn was making fun of her, her weight and her looks, and she has diabetes, which I mean, it doesn't 
rationalize what she said, but Evelyn was throwing her little blows. But he, okay, so let's 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 back it up some more. This whole thing, I feel like the problem is Tammy has never gotten over the Kenny situation. As much as she said that she got over it, that she didn't care. Actually, no, I take that back. Has she even ever said that? I don't think she actually even ever said that she don't care and that she over it. And yeah, no, she never has. Because oh. clearly she's not. And for anyone that does not know Basketball Wives, Evelyn Lozada, Lozada, that's how you say her last yeah. name, slept with Tammy Roman's uh, husband. <laughs> so that's But they were separated. Separated. <laughs> she didn't know Tammy. She didn't know they were still married. Like, she thought he was single. He out here living that life. Was out here living that life. You know, doing his thing and, you know, he slept with him. Or slept with Evelyn, you know, way back in the day. You know, it was just back before, this was before Tammy was in the real world. No, actually, I think she got with Kenny after the real world. But, whatever. So, we talking about some old, like, early 90s, late 80s type of, of beef. So, the first season she was on Basketball and had to deal with Evelyn and confronted it and stuff like that. Like, you thought it was all squash. Like, you thought it was it was good. But, yeah, it's clear that it's not good. She's not over it, even though she's, you know, engaged and she's happy in her relationship now. She she's not gonna get over that situation. So if this season Ted ain't clear to Shawnee to stop putting these two in the same damn room because they ain't never gonna get along. I don't know what the hell is. I don't see why Shawnee keeps trying to make them get along. I, Tammy has made it clear that she's like, I'm not gonna be Evelyn's friend. Like no matter how she she tries to keep it cordial, but she's like, I'm we're not gonna be friends. Because truthfully, I think they they're enough alike to where if there was if there hadn't been that situation, like these two could legitimately be friends. And God help the person that they pissed like that pisses them off if they were to team up and were legit friends. So it's like they seem like two women that should be friends. And it's first off, it just sucks watching women fight like that. Period. And like because at the end of the day, it was a dude who who did the dirt, you know. She's, Evelyn's apologized, you know, she's, I don't, I don't really want to say has taken ownership for her situation that, because I mean, yeah, she did apologize to Tammy and stuff like that, and she said she didn't realize or, you know, really know about Tammy, and she thought it was, you know, it was over or what have you, yada, 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 but you can't undo certain shit, so it's like, yeah, they just, they're not going to be friends, <laughs> that, that was a wrap, and, you know, it's, it's taken they're beefing. Um, actually, before we even get to Jackie, Jen and her bullshit. That whole starting a rumor that you're mad at somebody that you know you're gonna be friends with in the next week and a half. Well, I think they didn't talk for like a good year or so. Like they, Jen and Evelyn had stopped talking for probably over a year or so. But anyway, like. Jen's has gonna start a rumor that Evelyn slept with Shawnee's ex. Now, Shawnee's ex has remained nameless, but I think it's pretty safe to assume that the ex are referring to is Shaq. I think because I don't think Shawnee would give a fuck about any uh, anybody else at this point. But that would that would hurt. Yeah, that'd be the the nail in the coffin for sure. So Jen makes up this rumor and tries to drag other people in it to bring down Evelyn and make her look bad. 
first off, what are you fucking 10 years old? Like, are you in junior high school? Really, though? Like, <laughs> so starting a group chat to bring one person down, trying to plant seeds. First of all, this isn't a movie. Like, you can't, you can't just, I don't know. Like, it, the whole situation was really childish. Well, yeah, even if you, even if you take away, step away from the show. Like the fact that y'all they're on camera. I mean, we we look at this like it's a show. They're on TV or whatever. But no, that's 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 people's real lives you fucking with. Like, like they were doing this off camera. Like it's like this stuff happened like a while ago, like a year ago. And it's like this is just now coming up. Yeah. So you know, you messing with people's real lives and stuff like that. Like Shawnee made the comment like it's taking her and her ex a you know a while to get to where they are now, where they're friends. So like you was putting her family in like jeopardy like in a tough spot to where if that was true and she had to go back and address that that lie like you didn't give a shit that you know that's her kids that's you that's some real stuff you're playing with because you are mad at evelyn like yeah that's that's just corny and yeah i ain't fucking with you no more like (laughs) i don't blame anybody else i ain't fucking with her neither like I feel like her coming back to the show, she's just been messy the entire time with everybody for no reason. Like when she came back and she started that rumor about um, Malaysia's cousin. Okay, so I get that. Like that was, even if they were just repeating something that they heard, it was a joke. Like it wasn't even really like a rumor. It was more so like, oh yeah, because she's a nurse and she has her spirit. So it was like the whole. Oh, she giving or she has a, she's a nurse, but she has like a massage or a a health spa type thing. And she's Asian. And she's Asian, so you know, of course, you know the oh, she giving out happy endings or she's servicing. Klein's joke was made, so that was you know probably tasteless on a whole lot of other levels. But like, old girl ain't letting that shit go neither. She's holding on to that like a dog with a bone. Like, let it go, girl. It was a joke. Like. Come on now, you gotta have tougher skin in this. You gonna hang around these chicks? It's you worse, we're still talking about this? It's still worse, mad. She's 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 mad, but she's not even trying to fix the problem. True like she, she's not even trying to be like, don't say this about me, don't talk about me. She's just bringing it up to bring it up at this point. Yeah, like because yes. even her own cousin was like, you know, defend yourself, stand up, like stand up, stand up for yourself. And she was like, you know, no. Why do I have to do that? Then why are you bringing it up? Yeah, basically, if you're not gonna straight up be like, keep my name out your mouth. Or whatever, and it's like no one else is even, and no one else is even bringing it up anymore. Like after it was first addressed that that's not the case, you know, you saying that makes my business look bad, and yada yada yada. And they're like, all right, you know, cool, we, we ain't gonna say anymore, we letting it go. But every chance she gets, she does bring it up, and that have need to go to. She don't need to be on another season. Of this like I don't know if we run out of basketball wives or girlfriends or exes, but this crop here, eh, nah, Cece, that's that's her name, yeah, no. Nah. Now nah, we need to start recruiting some some college basketball girlfriends or watch some shit. <laughs> this this crap ain't doing it. Um, so yeah, she's meh, over that one. Um, and all of this makes Jackie look normal. <laughs> like Jackie Christie has been the voice of reason this season, and that is sad. That's scary to say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because Jackie was crazy. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Jackie becomes the the sound one and the normal looking one on this show, 
it's like, yo, y'all broads need to step back and take a look at your life because this is just not, there's a lot wrong. And, you know, yeah, regardless of how you feel about the stuff that's been said on this show about Jackie, I could not imagine not speaking to my child or having a beef with, with, with my child to where we didn't talk like that has to hurt on a seriously deep personal level. So the fact that she has to deal with that on top of being on television, on yeah, having, you know, the world in your business and judging you and assuming that they understand and know everything, that's got to be tough. So I get why she looks crazy half the time. Um, but yeah, she's, she's been the normal one, <laughs> normal one this season. So, you know. Gotta give a shout out to her for uh, actually getting help, though. And going to counseling and trying to better her issues. Yes. Um, that should probably be a huge takeaway from this season. If nothing else, that's probably the positive thing that comes out of this season. Like, she realized she had a problem, that there was a problem, and that that problem was only going to get fixed if she started with herself. So she went to counseling, she's in therapy, getting help, having some realization. So you cannot fix everything by yourself. Uh, and you can't fix the situation until you fix your own stuff. So before you can try to mend things with someone else, if you have a disagreement with, or you got to fix yourself. You got to start with you. So shout out to her for doing that, getting that help um, and doing that for real. Once we got on the show, so Malaysia. Um, I don't really have anything to say about Malaysia. We gotta watch this next episode. <laughs> See, she out here throwing chairs and tables. Yo, first off, Malaysia's normally the calm, quiet, non-confrontational. I don't want you know, put no parties drama, and that's what she has stayed, and that's what she said. But on this preview for the next episode, my girl is throwing chairs, and I'm just like, yo, I'm here. For pissed off, angry Malaysia, like they done. They brought the Compton out. Yes, <laughs> they, they then opened up some shit for her, and sad to say, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be something to watch because she about to bring that smoke. Like, yeah, she, she about to bring the fire for real. Like, it's that's gonna be crazy. So, so make sure to watch the Malaysia turn up. For sure. I Again, sad to see because, you know. We hate to see women fighting. But I'm... <laughs> women should not be fighting amongst themselves like this. But It does make good television. <laughs> <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> it keeps us coming back week after week. And other people. Um, so this is going to be a hell of a re- reunion show. And um, the supporting cast that we got this season. So we got this name I don't remember what her name is but she plays Lady Football and OG um, oh. OG she she plays Lady Football I'm pretty sure it's not actually called Lady Football so you know um, but she plays in a women's football league and she's dating a guy who plays basketball and he's overseas I don't know how I feel about her she just she seemed like she was just trying too hard to fit in. Yes. There's always that newbie that just be trying too damn hard. It's like, just be yourself. Or it's like they're trying to fit into, like, the basketball wives stereotype. 
Yeah, and you can tell, and it's like, no, just, just be you. Yeah, don't try to fix what you think people want to see. see. Um, and that's how she came off at first. Although this last episode, just watching a little bit of, um, she goes through a loss in her family. So maybe that'll help her tone down a little bit. Having to deal with like real, real life stuff, not just the superficial stuff. Cause she was just talking real, real out of pocket and slick for out the gate for no reason. Just like, whoa, slow down there, buddy. <laughs> you don't even know none of these people yet that be having these kind of problems. Just create stuff. So, um, don't think she'll be around next season. You got Malaysia's cousin's cousin's cousin. cousin? No, <laughs> it's her cousin's son's wife is who she is um she another one just Extra. not not gonna be around next season like these fillers that that shawnee that went and found this season they not keepers <laughs> these are not keepers and they're not gonna be around but i love shawnee o'neal i don't care say what you want about her the woman is a genius She's a strong woman. She's a amazing mother. You know, she do the damn thing. So I ain't got. I will never have nothing bad to say about Shawnee. I'm a, and I'm a Shaq fan. People who know me know me. Know I'm a Shaq fan. But Shawnee got me in a divorce. Like so, <laughs> Shawnee is my girl. <laughs> so yeah. Um. Anything else on basketball? I think that's. Yeah, I think that pretty much touched up on everything where we're at right now. Yeah, yeah. I think this will be an interesting reunion because I, I'm honestly, I'm just ready for the reunion because I want to see if Tammy's going to apologize to Evelyn to her face. Because though she said it on camera to Jackie, the question is going to is going to be, does she say it at some point to Evelyn to her face? So we'll stay tuned. I feel like she will, even if she means it or not, just for the fact that. See, that's the thing about reality TV. It's like, you never know if anything is really genuine. Because even if, if I was in Tammy's shoes, and even if I was not sorry, I would feel like, you know what? Everyone is going to be on Evelyn's side regardless. Because, you know, they should be. But it's like, you you don't want that backlash. So, like, you're going to apologize even if you mean it or not. So. That's probably a pretty safe bet. You're right there. Love and hip-hop. We have come to the reunion. reunion. I just dropped a penny on my phone and I know it's going to get picked up on this microphone. So let me put this penny down. Because <laughs> people are like, what the fuck is that clicking noise in the background? <laughs> that is me dropping a penny on my phone. Yeah, I was trying not to like... Every time I picked my cup up, I was trying to just like drop it slowly. <laughs> it got harder as like the liquid is creating just more ice. <laughs> yeah, because like last week, our first episode, you know, was a very... Um, very raw, kind of just jumping in. So, you know, this week we actually have a good mic. Uh, might be a little too good for some of them settings. So, we're still adjusting that as well because it picks up every little thing. Um, but yeah, so, what if, um, Love and Hip Hop, we're up to the reunion. This season, as well, has been, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, to be, to be exact. I liked it. It was it was all right. I feel like there was a bunch of 
Yeah. I feel like over time, Little Nip Hop Island is lost. It's like, it's, it's Play. dark. Yeah. Clearly, because they've got half the New York cast on here now. <laughs> like, they're importing people from New York to be on this show. Yeah, like, everyone that was really worth watching, like, they just dipped. Like, all the real people, just, they just dipped. Like, they're like, no, we're not putting up with this. Even Jocelyn dipped. I think Crackhead Jocelyn had no choice. <laughs> but, yeah. She was on New York. She, I didn't watch New York. Didn't Jocelyn and Steven even start out on New York? Or did they start out on Atlanta? They started out on Atlanta. Okay. I don't know why I think Steven was on New York. No, I, think, I guess it's just... He, I, sometimes they just... They, no. Kay Michelle went to New York. You're right. No, they were always on Atlanta. Okay. Um, Erica, who swore she was never doing reality TV again, who said that Love & Hip Hop was beneath her, decided to fly herself to Atlanta because she wanted to team up with Jazzy Faye and enter his boot camp and get her, you know, recording life off the ground. Ain't do shit but start drawing this shit. I haven't heard one song from Erica Mena ever in my life. I ain't looked for one, but <laughs> <laughs> you're right, it on the radio. And you know, now that we've hit the reunion, as soon as they say, you always recording, but ain't got no song. You always in the booth, but ain't got no music out. So, nah, yeah, nope, still no music from America. Just a lot of drama and unnecessary extra shit. Although, I do give her her props for trying to help out um, Estelita and trying to tell her, you know, She's been taken advantage of by dudes in the business, and you can't be believing everything that come out their mouth, and they're gonna tell you what you want to hear so they can get what they want out of you type thing. So she was trying to trying to school Estelita and get her hip to the game, because Stevie hit Estelita with the whole "you're gonna be the face of Danger Zone, you're gonna be the first lady of Danger Zone" bullshit, and how that man still gets that line to work on women in 2018. Like, they ain't never watched an episode of Love and Hip Hop. These people are, like, that desperate, desperate to, to have a recording contract and to have their music put out there that you're still willing to believe, like, the game that this dude's spitting. Like, everybody know Stevie J is, like, a hit maker. Like, we know he's made hits. I mean, that's... Bad Boy's greatest hits is Stevie. Most of the greatest hits out the 90s was Stevie. We know this. But, comma. As of late. <laughs> you know, let's... He's, he's, that dude's a womanizer. Point blank, period. He's a womanizer. I'm surprised there ain't been some scandal that's come out about him yet. You don't pay a child support. No, I'm talking about like a woman, uh-huh. like womanizing me too hashtag type of thing come out about Stevie yet. But I mean I guess since he's doing it on cameras, like he got the evidence that these chicks is going willingly at this point. But to me, you know, dangling a music career in front of someone's face and then slipping them into your bed, that shit ain't right. Like to me that's still, you know, very much Yeah, it's just wrong. This shit's not okay. Um, and you taking and he's taking advantage of essentially weak, weak-minded women that he's doing this to. Women who have had history of low self-esteem and abuse. Like Escalita, you know, talked about her past and the stuff that she went through. And it's like, yeah, he's, he, he 
to me, he's a, he preys on weak-minded chicks with the promise of a career. And he don't deliver on it. And that's trash. So, yeah. I'm, quite frankly, tired of seeing it season after season. Uh, if it was me, I think, you know, Mona Scott need to take a serious look at that. And I'm probably sure she will at this point after this season. And, yeah, to keep promoting this by putting him on the show season after season, it's just not a good look. At all. He needs some new storyline. He needs some new lines, period. <laughs> like, he needs a new game. Like, step up your game, bro. Uh, the most, I think the, the nicest thing noticed this season was Dream. Um, your name Dream? Who? His, no. his daughter? No, no, no. Never mind. Her name's not Dream. Uh, wrong show. The one with the baby. Oh, um, Diamond. Dime. 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 Yeah. Dime. Um, <laughs> I can't keep all these stripper names straight. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, Dream Doll is on a different show. Just that was like Nolan in New York, I think. Yeah, or her name's just coming so much. She's a rapper. But what else? Um, so Jessica Dime, uh, got her happily, happily ever after in her happy ending. She got proposed to last season. She got pregnant this season and she stayed, she stayed off the show for the most part and out of drama, out of drama because she didn't want that stress on her baby. And that's what's up. That takes a grown woman to be like, nah, I, I want the check. So I'll record just enough. But y'all ain't about to put me in this room with these heifers, get me all my blood pressure up and all this craziness. So she stayed low key, did her thing, and had a baby, had a, you know, very beautiful baby girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so She's definitely out here living her best life. Congrats to her and her hubby on the uh, on that addition. It's nice to see some positive positivity come out of come out of here every once in a while because the rest of it's just straight up as your brother said just yelling at each other it's like why do you watch this all they do is yell <laughs> and scream at each other and that was the entire first first half of the reunion just screaming screaming yeah. and yelling and Stevie getting kicked out and escorted off stage so yeah loving hip hop's a mess but a mess, a beautiful mess that we continue to watch. So, um, we will have the wrap up of that on the next episode because we watched episode one of the reunion. So, I, you know, close yeah. it out with episode two. So, yeah, we'll see how that ends. That's it for a uh, television, TV, or TV, a Reggie TV wrap up. Um, if you watch any of those shows or, are following any other reality TV other than Keeping Up with the Kardashians because, quite frankly... We are not doing Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Yeah, we don't watch that shit. Um, we will not entertain this. Yeah. We do not endorse this. <laughs> not at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Don't, Just don't. Don't come on the timeline with that shit. Uh, but anything else that you might be, you know... Watching, we're out there following Total Divas, or not Total Divas, Total Bellas. Um, still waiting to see how this ends. Like, so are they getting married or not? Like, because she broke my boy John Cena heart, and then you know he agreed to his her demands. 
gave into terroristic threats. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. That man's in love. You know. Yeah. Uh, we support John Cena in this household. <laughs> yes. We are team John Cena. Um, so to see Nikki break that man heart, put him through that, just that was hard to watch. So <sighs> just marry that man. Yeah, I hope so. If they don't at this point, I, I can't support Nikki anymore. Yeah, no. After everything he sacrificed for her. And I hate to use the word sacrifice when you're talking about a relationship because it really shouldn't. I mean, sacrifice, the word sacrifice has such a negative connotation. And relationships are about compromise. So there's 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 going to be compromise. But when a person makes it very clear from Jump Street they don't want kids... And then you stay in it because you, and knowing that you want kids and thinking, oh, well, they'll change your mind. They'll change your mind. That's terrible. Like, don't, don't put people in that position. When people tell you what they do and don't want from the jump, or you see who they are and how they are, like, don't be out to change them. That's crazy. And that's why relationships fail. And don't work out. So, yeah. Don't do that. Don't look at your face right now. <laughs> it's like I struck a nerve. Yeah, I didn't look up. I know shots are being thrown. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, um, in movies, we uh, went and seen Ant-Man and the Wasp. We're not going to get to that yet. We're going to finish up with Ant-Man and the Wasp because this way, you know, if you haven't seen it, and you don't want to hear spoilers, you'll have the chance to mute, fast forward, or, you know, dip out. Dip out, if you, should you choose to. But, Star Wars, episode nine, Lando is coming back. So we get, you know, my crush, Billy D. Williams, back on the big screen. Which I'm mad that he didn't get to say goodbye to Han before he died. So, I I don't know. I mean, I'm glad. I'm sure. I will look at Billy D. Williams all day long. So, <laughs> I, yes. Old man Billy D. Williams is still fine. So, I am here for it. You know, my Twitter handle is Nicole of House Culverstein. First off, her name. Yes, because I love me some Lando. So, um, I'm here for it. But I'm mad he did not get to say bye to his friend before he died. So, that breaks my heart. My heart was broken for him. That probably pissed me off more than anything else in the, in the Force Awakens. Like that is what really angered me. But he so, didn't get to say bye, or that Han, that Han Solo died. Uh, that he didn't get to say bye. Like they didn't. He didn't get to see him before he died. So, but yeah. So Billy Williams coming back, and we've been given the nugget that Lando is pansexual. Now, I find it interesting that this has caused an uproar and upset people on the interwebs. Like, first off, it's a futuristic space movie that has aliens in it. This man is probably procreated with aliens. Honestly, you think about it, these are some hypocrites. Because I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure multiple people have said, you know, technically pansexual, you know, because it's an alien, it's not human, so, you know, you're attracted <laughs> to everything. How many people find Gamora attractive? Gamora is fine. So, 
What's the problem? <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> I would agree with you. I don't see the the issue when you know the fact that now we've made this revel- revelation about Lando's sexuality and people feel like, oh, we don't you know want you pushing it on us. No one's pushing shit on you. Like, stop that. Every time I hear somebody say, oh, well, they don't need to push their, you know, push sexuality on their people. Yeah, the gay agenda. Like, what fucking agenda? Like, no, again, representation matters. You know, you should be able to watch your favorite show, watch a movie, and see people who, like, you should be able to see yourself represented in a show. And be it, you know, black, female, Asian, pansexual, asexual, gay, straight, like, like, Come on now, there's no agenda, so stop that. And I see far too many men who get real sensitive real fast anytime what they would not consider, you know, the norm is presented. And that's really, that that really needs to stop. Like, be secure with yourself and stop it. You know, we're trying to push an agenda on you. I'm not trying to make you gay. Exactly. Like the gay know. propaganda. Yeah, that's that's the least propaganda that you you know need to be concerned about people pushing at this point. It's you know people should be people should be able to watch something and see themselves represented. So I have no problem with this revelation as far as Lando's character. That just means I still have a chance. <laughs> I would probably be upset if they said he was gay <laughs> because then I'm out of the running. <laughs> but at least with the pansexual thing, I still got a chance. So I'm okay with that. So don't bother me now. Um, but Star Wars in general is got some work to do overall, regardless. So don't y'all try to blame the failure of this next movie on Lando at all, because I am not with the shits when it comes to that, so we're not going to do that. Speaking of things that no one wants <laughs> and things that are going to fail, this uh, <laughs> Black Widow movie oh. <laughs> that no one fucking wants. No like, one wants Scarlett Johansson. No one, <laughs> I think it's more Scarlett Johansson than anything. You know, no, I can, I can deal with Scarlett Johansson and I feel like the thing is her comedies were better. Like, she's, to me, better as a comedic actress. But I think her and the one who did Princess Diaries. Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway were kind of jockeying for the same movies. Because there was a period of time where they were making very similar movies. I don't feel like I've really seen many Scarlett Johansson movies. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson did one, I think, where she was like a nanny or some, something like that, too. She was in Her. No, this is before that trash movie, Her. See, and that's not trash movie. It's a good movie. It's a different movie. Okay, sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, agree to disagree with you there. <laughs> there was a time when her and Anne Hathaway were making very similar movies, and I think she realized that Anne Hathaway kind of had the lock on that, so she had to go a different route and started doing the more serious roles. And that has just not done her justice. Although I've heard people rave about Lucy and that really just was not my cup of tea either. So maybe I'm just not, no, and it's not just me because nobody on my Twitter timeline is here for a Black Widow movie. No one wants a Black Widow movie. 
No one asked for a Black Widow movie. So why is Disney shoving a Black Widow movie down our throats? Like, come on. And when they were showing the women who were up for the role to direct that movie, one of them was a, a Black woman. And this is the first time I was quite happy that a black woman did not get a job <laughs> because <laughs> y'all not going to put this failure on us. <laughs> like We is out here saving the world as much as we can. We can't save everything. We as black women need to admit that we can't. We can't save everything. Yeah, we can't save everything. So that's just one thing we just cannot do. Yeah, you, yeah, I was glad about that. So when it fails and it bombs... I feel like it's because we asked for a female-led superhero movie, and they were just kind of like, here, dang, y'all always asking for something. Like, take what you want. Like, take what you can get. (laughs) True. I mean, but there's so there was so many other options. Somebody at Marvel is being real lazy right now. Like, y'all got a good thing going. Let's not muck it up with, with trash. You know, Real fans, like comic book fans, don't want that. Okay, people who are not comic book fans don't, don't care. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they don't want it either. They may not realize they don't want it, but they don't want it either. They're just not as vocal. But so, like, there's a lot of other you, Camilla Khan. You know, everyone wants that to happen, be it a TV show, Netflix movie, what have you, um, would make a great series. I think it should be done as a series. So either Netflix or ABC, what have you, because that one needs to be seen by teenagers. It needs to be seen by kids. But we, we need good production on it. We don't need trash. Um, like they messed up the Inhumans. So give us Camilla Khan's Miss Marvel. We have Captain Marvel coming out. So with Captain Marvel... You know, still hoping that we get to see Spectrum come out of that. I think that's going to happen. So that could lead the way to the A-Force. And I could just go down a whole rabbit hole of other (laughs) female characters. There's a whole laundry list of other characters that we want to see before we see a damn Black Widow movie. I feel like with Black Widow, too, I feel like no one, like, even people that, if you just strictly watch the Marvel movies, Black Widow's no one's favorite Avenger. Like, I've never heard someone say, yeah, I love Black Widow. She did amazing in that. Did you see that part where Black Widow, like, I've never heard that. Ever. And it's just, it's unnecessary. Mm. Her and Hawkeye are good superhero support. Hero support. Yeah. Heroes. (laughs) Everybody can't be a hero. (laughs) We need superhero support. We need someone to run the computers, make the calls. Yeah. Fire a few blasters. You know, yeah, slow slow down, you know, T'Challa a little bit, you know, so Bucky and Cap get away. She served her purpose. I'm not going to watch a whole hour movie led <laughs> by Black Widow. There's nothing you could put in that. There's no Easter egg that will make me sit through that. Yeah, unless you're saying, like, Black Widow's the one that hid, like, the Soul Stone. Like, yeah, something like that. Like, Black Widow is the one that put a red skull on that <laughs> island or on that planet. Like, no, 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 bye. I don't care. I don't want it. Um, I feel like this romance between her and 
Bruce is already, you know, kind of forced upon us enough. I don't need any more. It's awkward. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of, it just happened. Yeah. The sun's getting real low. <laughs> <laughs> so is my tolerance for this bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, no, don't care for Black Widow movies. Unnecessary. Um, yeah, now that Disney has all of the Marvel characters back where they belong or access to everything now, let's just let's just shelve that idea. And it has nothing to do with her, you know, with this her doing that role um, where she plays a, a transgender character. Um, I guess it was like her production company or she was involved with the behind the scenes part of it, but then she was going to play the main character, which I get why people in her position who start production companies, why they do that with like their first movies. So it gets, you can get some money to help get it done and it gets, you know, a little, some, some steam out the gate because you have a name, a, a big name attached to it. That's fine. I get that. But comma. She should know damn well that that was not going to play out well. She should have learned from Ghosts in the Shell. They were already mad about you not being Asian. True. And that did shit numbers in the box office. So, yeah, someone ain't paying attention. Someone either just don't care or is just not paying attention. So whoever is doing making these lazy decisions on these movies needs to do better because... That's just ridiculous. Yeah. I'm going to do some, num- some research numbers on Scarlett Joe's movies, but yeah, her solo movies, just, it's, that's, that's not a... And I wouldn't even be mad if she was in the movie, but you you know, yeah, there's there's too much transgender talent out here for you to be playing that part. I mean, legit talent out here. So, yeah, that was ridiculous. Although she did decide that she's not going to play the part. I'm hoping this will make the movie. Because if anything, this has shown you that the community will support it. Like, they're going to go see it. You don't have to be the star. You put it out there, like, people are going to come if it's quality stuff and if it's done right. Like, you can, just off the strength of Twitter alone, it's going to get advertised, going to get talked about, and the people who need to see it will see it. You don't necessarily have to have it headlined by her. So... Um, yeah. Don't want a Black Widow movie. (laughs) But in the MCU, Ant-Man and the Wasp. So here is where we will insert the spoiler warning. The spoilers are coming. Okay. So if you have not seen Ant-Man and the Wasp, this is probably a good time to dip out. We thank you for tuning in this long. (laughs) Um, Come back. Yes. Come back and see us next week. We'll have one more fun-filled conversation and antidotes, but we're gonna we're gonna dissect uh, Ant Man and the Wasp a little bit, um, and there will be spoilers. There's really not a way to talk about this. Well, you can talk about. We can't talk about it without yeah, spoilers. Yeah, we can't talk about it without spoilers. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, here we go. So, are we gonna give the synopsis of the movie? Uh, we just talk about. It. So, <laughs> for me. The first Ant-Man was probably my favorite, my personal favorite origin movie. I loved it. It was funny. It had 
chase scenes. It had robberies. It had comedy. It had, to me, a very well-rounded cast. I love Evangeline Lilly. She kicks ass. Um, she'd probably be in my list of girl crushes for sure. I love her. Um, so I thought she was a great casting. Um, Paul Rudd. I know. I just thought about it. Um, it's funny. Like, I, it was such a great cast. Like, it was such a well-done movie. I loved the first one. Again, probably my favorite origin. This second one, though, kind of lost a little steam. It did. I agree with you on that. I feel like it tried too hard to be funny. Like, it tried to, like, live up to the expectations. And by doing that, it made it feel, like, unnatural. Like, it, like it, it made it clear they were trying to make it too funny. Yeah, I think Deadpool has given movies a, a pretty high bar to meet when you're, when you're running with comedy. Because Deadpool is hella funny. So anyone else, if it has a little bit of comedy in it, it's got some big shoes to fill. Um, this second one, it fell a little flat. It felt like a transition movie, I guess. Like with when you're dealing with a movie franchise in a universe this big and with so many characters, there's gonna be transition movies. So by no means is it a bad movie. Like, you should definitely go see it. It's worth going to the movies to see it. I recommend going to the movie theaters and watching it, supporting it. But I won't do it more than once in the movie theater. So it's a one-time it's a one-time viewing, for sure. So we get Ant-Man on house arrest, who's built. <laughs> First of all, the fact that he built all that stuff in his house to amuse his daughter while he was on house arrest was super cute. Like, that was awesome. Like, I'm trying to fill that, trying to figure out how we can get some cardboard boxes <laughs> and build that build something so that intricate. Yeah. Like, I want a fort that is that detailed and interactive. <laughs> we need to feel That's our new summer goal. We're going to build a fort like that. So, that was dope. That was cute. You know, you see him interacting with his daughter. Um, we find out that Hank and his daughter were on the run, which we knew that from the end of... Civil War? Infinity War. Infinity War. Yeah. Um, and Infinity War was mentioned that he had signed the, an agreement to go on house arrest. So, um, yeah, but they were on the run. So they were still on the run. But while they've been on the run or in hiding, they found out that her mom might still be alive in the quantum realm. So, They've been trying to make this quantum tunnel to go get her. Okay, cool. So we have our emotional tie-in. Like, that's what's on the line. It's it's saving Jane. Cool. Again, not not the most original storyline, not the most, you know, enthusiastic about it storyline. Just not, oh, okay. It's okay. It's cool. So this will be fun. Um. Yeah, I don't feel like the first movie gave us that much information to make us really care about that. <laughs> yeah, no, but you know, it's this movie centered around family for sure, like his relationship with his daughter, um, her trying to connect with you know find her mom, connect with her mom, you know, him trying to find his wife, and you know bring the family back together. So I definitely think the premise of it is rooted in family. 
it's a family movie. We get it. Yeah, that's nothing I was gonna say. I feel like when Disney makes family movies, they they make family movies. Like it, it's just family. <laughs> like they push it down your throat and it's like, all right, we get it. So yeah, this was this was definitely a family 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 good time at the movie theaters. Uh, <laughs> so they do all that, but we get Ti back. Um, we get what's his name? Uh, is it Chris Pena? Yeah, is his name? Again, funny, but you can't top the the first one when he first was like giving the backstories and stuff like that. Like that was funny the first time. It wasn't as funny the second time when he did it again. He didn't go into as much depth as it as he did in the first one. But it was like, okay, this just feels real familiar. Like I feel like I've sat through this already when he started to do it. So. You start to get that kind of feeling as you're watching it, like, there's not much new. Like, am I just sitting here waiting for the end credits? That's kind of how I felt. I kind of felt like I was, I was, I was trying to anticipate what the end, end credit was going to be. And not really, like, enjoying and watching the movie. Yeah, it's like, it was, it was an alright movie, like, alright, you know. We got Lawrence Fishburne. Um, yeah, yeah, we did get Lawrence Fishburne. That was a nice little storyline, too, but, yeah, I was more just trying to figure out what the end credit was going to be. Yeah, while watching the movie, so you know, if you're not focusing and you're thinking about that, then it kind of tells you a bit. Um, we get some chase scenes, um, cool chase scenes in the movie, those were fun. You get to see the technology being used, stuff being shrunk, stuff being blown up. Ant Man being Ant Man, he's got a faulty regulator on his suit that he was using, um, so you know, he shrinks to like a midget. Or little person size, like the size of like a, a kid in elementary school. <laughs> yeah, when he's trying to sneak into elementary school, those kind of things were kind of funny. Those were cute, quirky little moments when his regular cape jacking up. Um, the wasp kicked ass, hands down. Like that was nice to see. Like I would take a wasp movie, yeah, over <laughs> over a black widow, movie. over a black widow movie. There you go, Disney. You're welcome. <laughs> the Wasp was genuinely, like, fun to watch. Like, when she was, the, the scene where she was fighting to go get the piece for their, um, what is it, the quantum, quantum tunnel. Like, quantum tunnel. Like, that was actually, that was so entertaining. Like, with her shrinking, growing, like, she was genuinely fun to watch. I enjoyed the Wasp. Like, she didn't feel as much like a co, co-character. Co-star. Yeah, and it didn't feel like it was being rammed down our throat. Um, so it felt like, not, not it felt like it was integral, obviously an integral part of the movie. The freaking movie's called Ant-Man and the Wasp. So we know how we got to this team up. <laughs> and that's why I say I feel like this movie was a transition movie because it's like we, the first one was really good. We've reached a part in the MCU, in the movie timelines where it's, you know, we're, we're just pushing the story along. Um, we needed to see the sequel to the first one, so we needed to get the Wasp. Because um, I feel like we need to eventually build the A-Force. Again, that's where I'm going to keep going to. You'll hear me mention that a lot. Um, we are building the A-Force. Uh, and more, and having more female characters in the MCU. So, this was our int- this was our Wasp origin movie. That just dawned on me. Maybe that's why it felt the way it felt. This was the Wasp's origin movie. I can see that. As opposed to being a sequel, just a sequel to Ant-Man, it's an origin. It's a, it's another origin movie. Okay. And when you look at it 
like that, then it makes the movie better. Like, yeah, because it's like I didn't really care too much for Ant Man, but I was more interested in the Wasp. So while we've been sitting here talking about this movie now for like a good eight minutes and giving our critique, somebody at somebody listening to this was like, "Because it's a fucking origin movie for the Wasp," <laughs> <laughs> and they're getting irritated by our dialogue. You're right; it was an origin movie for the Wasp, so it was it was okay. Like it was it was better than we you know thought it was when we initially left the theater. <laughs> So yes, so there you go. Um, go into it as it's an origin movie for the Wasp and not a sequel to Ant Man, and you're good. Um, so yeah, so the movie flows. I guess uh, we we've, we've given spoilers, but not too too many. But what are you about to say? No, because I was saying like technically it wasn't Ant Man two; it was Ant Man and the Wasp. So yeah. Now fast forward to the end credit scene. This is probably the real spoiler, but it ain't really even a spoiler because I feel like everyone left Infinity War knowing what the end credit was possibly going to be. No, no, it was totally different. That movie, the whole entire time I was watching that movie, I was like, his daughter is definitely disappearing. This is ending with him like standing there, like hugging his daughter, like she's gonna have like a soccer game or something. Like, yeah, when she was like, I need my soccer shoes, I was like, he's gonna be in her soccer game. She's gonna go to like kick the winning goal and she's gonna like disappear. That's what I thought the end credit was. I thought the end credit was probably going to be his daughter disappear. Like, we were going to see his daughter disappear, and that was going to be, like, the emotional devastation of this movie. Because Infinity War was emotionally devastating. Like, that ending was emotional. So, I that would have given us a more emotionally devastating ending to this as well, if they're going to continue to torture us. Um, But that's not what happened. He goes into the quantum realm. To go get some quantum energy to help. Was he trying to, were they trying to help out Ghost? Yeah, they were trying to help Ghost. They were, they were trying to further help Ghost. We didn't give too many, you know, details about Ghost, the essentially antagonist, antagonist to this movie. Who, you know, it's an antagonist with the heart of, you know, gold. And... She's really just trying to help herself. She's not trying to, she's not trying to hurt anybody. Yeah, she's trying to survive. So they're, you know, at the, by the end of the movie, they're trying to help her out by him going into the quantum realm. Um, and he does, but then they disappear. Being Hank, what the hell was her name? Janet. No, that was his wife. Well, she was there too, so she did <laughs> disappear. But what was, what is Evangeline's little character's name? The Wasp. <laughs> Other than the Wasp. Um, her character disappears too. So the three of them are sitting there. So <laughs> Hope. Hope. Yeah. Um, Hope, Janet, and Hank are standing there when he goes into the quantum realm. Um, obviously, spoiler, they got Janet out and she's okay. She's not okay. She's got some weird freaking powers where she can do weird shit with it. So I'm sure that's going to be a tie-in later on um, to some stuff. So they get Janet out. The three of them are standing there. He's in the quantum realm. Small, tiny, trying to get energy. And then they turn the dust and disappear. And that's how it ends. So my question is going to be, are we going to even get Ant-Man in the next Infinity Wars? Because how, I just, I couldn't see how they would be able to find them. Like, that has me thinking that we might not get Ant-Man in Infinity Wars Part 2. So, you're about to run up a good question, which I did no research on prior to this 
recording. So if someone knows the answer to this question, please let us know. Has anyone else entered the quantum realm before? In any other comics, any other Marvel characters, have any of them, has anyone else ever entered the quantum realm before? I'm going to Google that right now. (laughs) See if you have an answer before the end of the show, for the end of this episode. But that would be the question. Because if someone has or someone does in Captain Marvel, then they're going to run across Anne and I'm like, hey, what are you? Fancy seeing you here. <laughs> so let's get out of here together. Unless they bring everyone back at some point and they get him out of there, then that'll be, you know, we'll get at whatever point we get everyone who turned to dust back, then they'll return and get him out of there. But what are the ramifications of him having been in the quantum realm for so long going to have been that those are the questions that we're going to be asking. Cause Janet was in there for like 30 years and she came out with some weird powers. Yeah. She was able to like transfer quantum energy. Yeah. That was crazy. No, it's not saying I'm not finding anything on that. At least no characters that are in, yeah, that are in the universe. Okay. So, if you, anyone listening to this, knows of anyone who might have entered the quantum realm or may have the ability in some odd way without Hank's stuff, then drop us, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter, House of Blurs, let us know. Because that's that's now the end question. Again, so it just further leaves... I don't even think it's really even a question. Ain't nobody asking that question but us. <laughs> Everybody else was in left that movie. They're thinking, okay, well, so when does Captain Marvel come out again? <laughs> we are just back to waiting on Captain Marvel. Is where we just... We're just back to waiting. So... That's the next Marvel movie coming out, right? That's like the... Yeah, Captain Marvel is next. That's, that is the one we are waiting for. So, yeah, that's... Uh, that was Ant-Man and the Wasp. You know, it was the Wasp origin movie. So again, as long as you just go into it remembering that it is the Wasp's origin movie. You'll be satisfied. You'll be satisfied. So on a scale of one to five, five star rating, how many stars would you give it? I'm going to give this another 3.2. I feel like that's what I get the last movie. 3.2. 3.2? 3.2. I cared about it, but... Yeah. No. See, yeah. That's exactly like the Incredibles. Like I said, it was like the first one was better. Or okay, Ant Man was good. You know, so it set the expectations really high. But it's like this just didn't follow through. It was good. I would watch it again. But in the movie too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm. It, I would. It, it wasn't. It wasn't as bad as like the Incredibles, but. I would watch it again. Incredibles wasn't bad. I mean, okay, it wasn't bad. I wouldn't watch it again. Would you watch The Incredibles again? Not in the movie theater. I'm going to watch it on the comforts of my couch. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it will get watched again. (laughs) You know, when it hits Netflix. (laughs) So, yeah. I'd go go watch it again in theaters. Okay. I can't see myself sitting through it again in the theaters. That was a one-time, one-time theater movie for me. But... Out of a five-star rating, I'd, I'd give it about a 
3.5 for the, the Wasp origin movie. So that's what we're going to call it from now on. <laughs> yeah, that's the new title. <laughs> well, that is going to be it for us and the second episode of House of Blurs. Thanks for hanging out with us and tuning in this long. Yeah, we hope you enjoy. Um, we hope you come back. Yes, please continue to come back. Subscribe. Hit subscribe. Drop some ratings. Now that this episode, you know, sounded better, was a lot smoother. Please We're, drop ratings if you're going to drop nice ratings. Like, give us some time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you ain't got nothing nice, they don't say none at all. <laughs> We'll, t- we'll take no ratings over like a one star. Like, yeah, nah, you can just go ahead and sit down with that. Just, just wait. It'll, it'll get better. Continue to get better. So, yeah. If you, if you don't quite feel like we earned that four star yet, just wait. <laughs> Hang on to it. Keep it in your pocket. So, um, yeah, come back and, and, and check us out. So, again, hit subscribe, hit follow so you can make sure you get the updates on when we're going to launch um, our next episode. We plan on doing this weekly. Uh, yeah. Try our best. We'll get it out weekly. <laughs> um, what, are, what are we planning to do? We're trying to see this week. We are trying to go see the, the tower. Is that what it's called? Skyscraper. Skyscraper. Why do you call it the tower? Did y'all watch The Purge? No. Okay. Because it's like barely playing at movie theaters, which I don't know. We're we're July 18th now. The movie came out on the 4th. And it's, it's hard to find, which is crazy. Although the theater I asked one of y'all to check the time at, it was actually playing at. Not me. You told me to check the Kelly movie house. You said it's Annapolis. Well, look, here. <laughs> y'all told me it wasn't playing nowhere, and then when I go look, I found time for it. So. I like she was going to go see the movie. She wouldn't go see Skyscraper. She's like, mm. But the purge is her thing, so, like. She's already seen it, though. That's the thing. Oh, yeah, she did She did say, she did drop that little nugget later that she's already seen it. Yo, forget her. She's not going. We won't see that by ourselves. That's really what it was. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> well, then we'll check out Skyscraper. And we'll have, you know, some feedback on that on the next episode. And, you know, wrap up the goings-ons on uh, the television. Television shows we're currently watching. Some more movies. We're going to touch some more on... Uh, or binge watching. We'll go into that again next week. But yeah, so hit subscribe, follow us. You can find us at House of Blurs on Twitter and on Instagram. Podcast. You can listen to it wherever you're listening to it now. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. Are we on Spotify? SoundCloud. No, still waiting on Spotify because they are taking their time. Um, Google Play is not that easy as it should be to get your podcast on there. So if you've gotten your podcast on Google Play, shout out to you. But it's probably just, you know, you're hosting it somewhere else. Um, but so, yeah. So I do, if you're listening to us now, then, hey, you know where to find us. So find us here again next week and come join us, hang out with us. And, yeah, until then, take care of yourselves and be good to each other. <laughs>